Welcome to another week of It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. So before we started recording today, I said to beautiful Lamb producer slash editor slash uh, nightmare fuel icon, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll keep it lighthearted this time. We'll just go through my emails. But unfortunately, can't. Sorry. Um, there's always something awful happening. And where should I start? I'm going to talk about the recent new trend of being quote-unquote super straight that uh, straight white men have started and they've decided to make themselves an oppressed group. But before that, I'm going to discuss what's happening with me personally because I feel like you're all nosy bitches. So, I mean, I'm a nosy bitch as well. I love hearing about other people's lives, even if I don't know them. So, here we go. So... (laughs) sips water. I wish it was a wine. So as you guys know, I've been like after The Bachelor, I had boyfriends. I was back with my, you know, ex-boyfriend that I love. Then we broke up. Then we're back together again. Then we broke up again. And then, you know, then I released a podcast about him and etc. etc. I'm not gonna bring it up again. Cause he might sue me. <laughs> Uh, but I basically haven't dated since The Bachelor. Like, I haven't, like, dated, as in, like, gone on dates. I've had boyfriends again, and I've, I have been dating people, but I haven't, like, just, like, gone lots of dates. And on one date with a paramedic who saved grandma's life before she died, lol, which was cute of sorts. But again, it was like, nah, nothing exciting. He was nice. A nice hot paramedic. Okay, nothing exciting. He didn't thrill me, you know. And I've been finding it really hard to date again because, A, all of you think that Danny Clay's my boyfriend. So, like, let's get this straight. He's not. Do I love him? Yes. He's my boyfriend. No. I'm mean, like, we're just not, we're just not dating guys. Like, I love that you guys support this. People DM him and they're like, I know you and Abby both aren't ready, but I feel like one day you're going to have an amazing long-term relationship. I'm like, thank you. Like, I adore him. Like, I see him every day. Like, I was just on the phone to him. We love him. But he's not my boyfriend. So, I need to start dating because I feel like he is, because I see him all the time. Like, I see him literally morning and night. This isn't his fault. We've become a bit codependent ever since I've moved down here. He's filling the gap of, like, partner right now. And a friend of mine called me the other day, and I was talking about, you know, like, my dating life. And I'm like, I'm not dating anyone. And he was like, maybe because you have – you see Danny every day and you have a boyfriend without having a boyfriend. Like, everyone thinks you guys are dating for good reason. And I felt a bit called out. <laughs> I was like, you know what, babes? Uh, you're right. So he said to me that I have to start dating. Ugh. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to for a number of reasons. Numero uno. I'm really busy. I say like, like casually, my I'm really busy. I'm really over. Like, I can barely make time for my mum and my friends and the podcast. I mean, I was an hour to the podcast today. So where would where would a boyfriend fit in? Then my friend answered me, "Well, where Danny fits in." And I said, "That's fair, but I don't feel like he deserves to have his time cut. I feel like his shifts should remain the same. I feel like getting rid of Danny's shifts is unfair to him. Um, he needs the money. He's a uni student. You know what I mean." <laughs> paying him $20 an hour to hang out with me. So it's I can send the roster every week and he goes, more hours, more hours. And I'm like, okay. So that's number one. So he basically was like, you need to start dating again. You need to start like putting yourself out there. And I really can't be fucked. Like I really, the thought of it is I CBF. But I think it's because in the words of my therapist, I'm becoming anxious avoidant, which is she said to me, they're quote unquote, they aren't good or bad kinds of attachment styles. They're just attachment styles. But I think it's the worst one because you're the worst of both worlds. It's been 15 years since Adam Montana came out. Side note, 
Thank you. So, yeah, it's I now am, like, anxiously attached to people that cannot give me what I want and then avoidant of everyone that probably can. This is what's happening right now because I think I used to be just anxious and then, like, my, my multiple bad relationships have led me to now be like, well, how are you going to hurt me? Like, I saw this really hot guy at the airport the other day. Oh, my God, he's so hot. And I was like, oh, like, not that I would ever would, but I was like, should I go and talk to him? Not that I ever would. That's so weird at an airport. But it's like cornering someone because I can't leave to that plane. <laughs> they can't be like, I've got to go. So, like, I was like, no, like, I can't go and talk to that man. But he was really hot. I think he, he looked like a sportsman or something. It was very fucking hot. But it's so sad because I, I feel like I used to, my little anxious attached brain, I used to think, oh, that guy's really hot or that person's really hot. And then I would do that thing where you, like, you're like, hmm, what would our kids look like? Like, it's like a fun little thought. I used to just think about, like, oh, like, what would our kids look like? Or like, oh, like, imagine just, like, holding hands. It's almost like a picnic on the beach for some reason in my head. Like... Anyway, and now I got really sad. I actually tried not to cry. It was really sad. I then just thought, oh, I wonder how he would traumatize me further. Isn't that sad? It's very sad because I used to be very positive about love. And even with my ex-boyfriend who like fucked me over five million times over and over and over and over and over again, I still was like positive and optimistic. Like I still was on The Bachelor being like, I can find love here. And then like I dated like another guy and I was like, I'm going to move across the country to be with him and then and then I go back with my ex I was like we can make it work I was very positive and now something's just like broken in me and I'm like I'm like so like just fucked like it's very sad and I feel like I, I like I, and it's only been the past four that I've been feeling this way and maybe it's because I've moved down to Sydney and then I'm like okay like I'm now here there isn't the safety net of like my friends who've known me forever my mom and like my family and like it's not like like in Brisbane let's be honest I could get a fuck whenever I want like there are people in Brisbane that I could sleep with at all times but in Sydney I don't really know anyone except for Danny and you know his shifts are getting exhausting so Oh, the poor thing. It's not that I'm lonely because I hang out with people every single day. It's just that I don't feel like very connected to anyone down here yet, which is normal in moving interstate. I think at the moment it's not an issue. I think it's normal, but I think I might get stuck into like I'm not dating because I'm like, oh, I've I've my career. Like I need to focus on my career. I probably do have the time for like a partner, I guess. But then I think about them being in my house and I feel physically ill, like their aura being in my aura. And I feel, is that fucked? No, I don't think it's fucked. But you know what I think, though? Now yes, that I'm like, just fucking co-host. gosling on the mic. Yes. I think that when you're out there looking for a partner, it just doesn't fucking work. When you're just out there, out there, it works. True. I mean, all my other boyfriends that I've had, maybe I'll have a girlfriend next time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Mission. Why do you think I... Oh, my God. Can we go out for drinks? And can you find me a girlfriend? I have actually fixed up two people before. Okay. I'd Lem- have a stomach ulcer. I can't drink, but I'll come out with you. Yeah. Okay. Once. Okay. Can we get some emergency antibiotics to Nova Studios, please, to get Lem? I have a specialist appointment. And because you're late, I might be late for my appointment. <gasps> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, my God. And then, and that's ruining me from finding a girlfriend. So, yes. selfishly. And I'm like, fuck your ulcer. I won't get a girlfriend. <laughs> Um, but also, guys, please don't DM me saying you want to go on a date with me. That, not that it's not that I don't want to go on a date with you guys. It's just that I that makes me anxious because I'm anxious avoidant. So like I get ah if someone wants to go on a date with me. You're right. I've never ever like tried to find a partner and found a partner. It's always like it just like fallen into my lap. You know what I mean? So I think I just need to focus on being single for a while. But then I think I probably should keep dating, not to find a partner, just to like not become insular because I live alone and I feel like living alone and doing the same thing every day, aka hang out with Danny Clayton 
Illy babe. It's just going to make me get into a routine. Then it'll be, I'll be like, next minute I'm 30 and I'm really single. And that's fine to be single, but I'm not some like wants to be single. I can be happy being single. And I feel like around this time last year, maybe a bit later, like July, I was single and I was so happy and it was a, I was the happiest to be in my entire life. So I'm not saying like, it's so sad being single. Like I actually like being single. It's just, I think that I'm right now single and negative. And I think that's the issue is that I'm single and negative about it. It isn't that I'm like single. So that's why I think I need to date to either A, confirm them better from myself. <laughs> I could date complete dickheads. And like, then I'd be like, okay, this is why I'm single. Or B, just go on. It's like nice people and have fun and be like, oh, this could go somewhere. This could not, you know? Also, I need to have sex in Sydney. There's no, I am traveling back to Brisbane once a month and I'm having limited options because I don't have time to G it up. And I had someone text me on Sunday afternoon being like, hey, like, are you in Sydney? And I was like, no, but I'm coming back tonight. And I was like, oh, I'm in Brisbane. And I was like, well, I'm on the plane. So I would have loved a text last night and uh, a random fuck. So you know who you are. I know you'll be listening to this, but I have replied to you and you have my phone number. That's for Brisbane. Do you know how fucked this is? I'm like, do I just fly people down from Brisbane that I've had sex with? Because <laughs> I'm scared to fuck new people as well. Like, oh God, like you're going to want things from me. And like, I don't really like want to give those things right now. But people that I fucked in Brisbane for the past fucking five years, you know, actually year and a half, not five years. But like, again, I fucked this guy twice. But I know he was good and he's really hot. So, like, how nice is this? Side note. The first time we had sex, I was staying with my mum. And he came home to mum's house. And he fixed... He was an electrician. And he fixed all of the light bulbs in her house the next morning hungover. Isn't that nice? Oh, he's so hot as well. I might fly him down like a sugar mama. <laughs> anyway, so that's where I am right now. But I'm going to try and go on one date a month. And I am going to talk about the podcast. Not in detail, though, because I feel like... No one will want to date me if they know that I'm going to come on the podcast and be like, and then. Not everyone, you know, wants their whole lives to be public, which is so random. Like, I don't get it, but whatever. So I'm going to try and go on dates. I'm going to, you know, swipe away on Tinder. See, even the thought of that makes me feel sick. But I'm just going to do it. And even if they're just like, quote unquote, friendship dates. I think as well, I put pressure on myself to, A, be the entertaining one on the date. Actually, that's it. And a friend of mine said to me, this is actually really interesting. And I think maybe not everyone will be like this. I said to him, I get nervous about talking about what I do for work because I feel like, because my work isn't trying my personality. It's just been talking about myself the whole time. And it comes off a bit braggy. Not that I'm like, and everyone's jealous. It's like, if I'm like, oh, my podcast, I just talk about what I want to talk about. <laughs> like, I feel like people are like, shut the fuck up. You're so up yourself or you're so like self-absorbed or something like I don't know if that's just an insecurity or it could be partly real it's because my ex-boyfriend when things first started happening like media wise he got really distant and weird and like we didn't have sex and we always used to have sex and he told me after we broke up like a couple months when we spoke again he was like the reason why I went weird then was because you'd only talk about yourself all the time and I was like yeah you know what I actually was at that time because like my career was changing and like all these big things were happening I think I had my interview for I'm a celebrity to get me out of here there were like all these big things changing from going from being like a bachelor girl to like actually having like a career and because it's intertwined with me I think that his concerns were valid because I was talking about myself but it's hard it, I can't separate myself from work but it is exciting to me if like I get to go on another tv show and I can talk about this and, like what am I gonna do what, am I gonna, what, am I, what luxury item am I gonna take like you know like the podcast is doing like what should I do next week what should be you know what I mean it's like very exciting and I think 
that's something that I fall into is just talking about myself. But also, he's like, yeah, that's actually probably fair because when you get nervous, I've noticed you just speak about like yourself and work, not in like a conceited way, but in like you're filling the gaps, like you're filling the silence. And he was like, you're not being like, you're not trying to make conversation. You're just nervous people. He's like, you just seem nervous about nervous energy. So you calm it down by just controlling the conversation. And that can come off as like attention seeking, which I get. And I am very subconscious about that. But the interesting thing he said, it was like a therapy session. It was like an hour and a half long conversation on the phone that was meant to be, hey, how are you? And he was like, you know, I think because as well, you get interviewed a lot. Your natural conversation patterns are as though you're getting interviewed. So he's like, you get interviewed at least once a week by someone. So like when people ask you questions, you go on like a tangent as though you're trying to fill in content. Isn't that interesting? And then he was saying, um, a girl he was seeing, she is a, a social worker. And he was like, and I've noticed that she, her form of that is she won't ever answer questions. She just asks and asks and asks and asks. He's like, neither one is good or bad, but it's just whenever you get nervous, your communication style goes back to what you're used to doing. Isn't that insightful from a straight white man? So I'm going to try and not do that. I've gotten better when I see people like my friends and they ask me how I am. I think as well because all my friends always say in Brisbane when I see them, I'm like, oh my God, what's going on with your work? Blah, 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 blah. Like, how are you? And they'll go, oh, your life's way more exciting than mine. Like, tell me about you. And then I'll get panicky and I'm like, um, this is happening. But I actually don't want to talk about myself. I do it enough. And also, girls, if you want to know about my life, listen to my podcast. Like, I fucking talk to every day. But I think I need to make a more conscious effort to not talk about myself and, like, run away with the conversation. But it's like, I want them to know, but I don't want them to know what I do. It's like, I'm ashamed of what I do, so I over-explain it as well. Like, people, if they don't know who I am and, they, and we go on a date or I meet them, I'll be like, oh, I just, I just have a stupid little podcast. And it's like, okay, what is it? And I'm like, mm, it's a lot. And they're like, what's it about? And I'm like, oh, nothing. Even to like trade people, I'm like, oh, I just, it's really bad, actually. It's really dumb, 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 dumb podcast. Um, my whole career is really dumb. I don't want to talk about it. I don't have an in-between. I'm either like, I don't want to speak about it at all. Don't ask me. Don't look at me. Or I'm like, here is my life story. I think I need to find the in-between. So I'm going to start dating again. I'm going to try and remember these things. I'd love to know what everyone else's communication style is and if it has to do with work. Like, what do you, like, think about, take a moment to reflect, everyone. A meditation voice. Take a moment to reflect. What is your conversation style and what do you do when you get nervous? Because a lot of people are quiet, but I just shit myself and want to fill the gaps. So that's happening with me, guys. I'm, like, actually really sad, ATM. Not, like, in general, just about, it's really weird. I never really care about, like, being single, but suddenly I do. And I'm, like, I think it's a moving thing and just being emotionally exhausted. Anyway, guys, so wish me luck. I'll let you guys know if I go on dates. I'm gonna, I'm really gonna try, and I'm gonna go on dates with people. I'm gonna keep swiping till I find the one, guys. Honestly, I don't want the one though. Anyway, <laughs> so now we're gonna talk about something recently that's come to light. If you have a similar algorithm to me on TikTok, you will have seen this. So people roasting people that are doing this. Also, Dan Savage spoke about it on the Savage Love Cast. If you like advice podcasts, please listen to Dan Savage. He is the god. He I've listened to him for the past god six years, and he is one of my favorites of all time. He did repost one of my things one time when I tagged him in it, and he DM'd me saying this is really good advice, Abby. And I said thank you, Dan Savage. Anyway, I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag. I, don't, I just spoke about not bragging. I'm like. <laughs> 
So there's this new thing going around. I think it started on the Twits. Oh, no, it started on a 4chan where everything ungodly starts. So for those of you who don't know, 4chan is a forum. It's a largely unmoderated. It's where a lot of awful things start. Oh, no, sorry. It did start on TikTok, but it gained traction in 4chan, as per this news article from Insider.com. So there's this new thing that, that some straight people have started. And for God sake. So they're now claiming that being super straight is not only sexuality, but I believe they're trying, some of them are trying to claim that it's part of the LGBTQIA plus community because they made a flag. They made a flag. The flag is also the colours, as in Savage pointed out, the flag is the colours of Grinder. It's literally the exact orange in the. I don't know. I don't know if they're trolling. Like I don't. I don't know if some gay man has has started this and like fuck. This is funny. It's literally the exact orange. But basically, super straight is, and this is a fucking transphobic. So uh, a little bit of trigger warning for transphobia here. Basically, they're saying that that they are super straight. Therefore, they will not sleep with or date or have any interaction with trans people. It's mainly straight men, so I'm going to say trans women in particular are being targeted here. I'm sure they are incorrectly saying that trans women are actually men. They're not. They're simply women. Okay. Now, there are things like genital preferences, but they are even saying trans women who have had gender-affirming surgery. So, they're saying literally if you were assigned male at birth, no matter how much you are a woman, you are not a woman to them because they're transphobic as fuck. And they're saying that one of the main reasons that I've seen come up is that because trans women can't have children. So AJ Clementine spoke about this on TikTok and so did Belle Bambi. They're both trans women. We love them. They literally look like pixie angels. <laughs> like, And their whole aesthetic is like glittery, iconic. But they spoke about it and they were saying, just so true. Are you then equating the value of a woman down to whether or not she can reproduce? Because that opens up a whole, of course, that opens up a whole new can of worms. Like if you're saying, I don't want to date a trans woman because she can't have kids. Does that mean you get like those like ovaries tested before you go on a first date with everyone? Like, no, you don't. This was tweeted by someone called Chad Ladd. They've got the straight, super straight flag in their Twitter and they're saying, stop the oppression. But I mean, like, this is like when men's rights activists take Clementine Ford's tweets being like, when Clementine Ford tweeted one time, I want to have a taxidermied man in, my, in the corner of my house. She's being both hyperbolic and also facetious. And they say, we're being oppressed. You're really not. In fact, you're the only people that are talking about this. If you were super straight and you want to be transphobic to your little self and you want to sit in your little corner of transphobia... Do it in silence. Shut the fuck up. You are not the minority. Being straight is the majority. It unfortunately is the default setting that our society puts on everyone is being straight. Being quote unquote super straight doesn't make you special. It doesn't make you different. It doesn't make you part of the LGBTQIA plus community that I think some people are claiming. I'm not sure that a lot are because I think they're all homophobes as well. So I'm not sure they want to align with the with the community. Oh, my God, I just found something. <laughs> so, of course, this super straight thing has alignment with neo-Nazis. Someone has made a super straight badge that has the SS symbols. This is so fucked up. This is so fucked up. Obviously, 
the homophobia and transphobia is nothing new to neo-Nazis. But the fact that these people feel comfortable enough to just post this shit and say it outright really concerns me and scares me. How are you posting into the void of the internet and associating yourself as being super straight, transphobic, and then aligning it with the SS? This is fucked. These people are fucked. This is fucked. Fucking yuck. You don't need to say it. If you are transphobic, shut the fuck up. Sit in your little corner. Have your little transphobic moments and your little transphobic parties with your friends if you must. You fucking piece of shit. Don't spread it across the internet and encourage people because people obviously as well, a lot of trolls will be reposting this as a joke, thinking it's funny. Like, oh, yeah, look at them. They're getting so angry, fucking snowflakes. And then encouraging people to have more hate towards the trans community than already exists. No one is forcing you to sleep with trans people. No one is forcing you. But when you outright say that you will not date a trans woman or a trans man simply because they are trans, that is the only reason you are being transphobic. Shut the fuck up. Go to bed. Oh, my God. It's horrible. I can't believe you did that. What the fuck? Would you mind just not going out with him again? Oh, God. All right. After a very hectic episode. God, I was, I'm so worked up. Now it's time for a nightmare fuel to cleanse the palate. Let's see what we have today. Hi, Abby. Uh, my name is also Abby. Nice to meet you. Uh, Long time listener, first time voice memoir. My story is not so much a nightmare because it does have a happy ending. I'm still with the guy that it happened with, but it, it has a lot of twists and turns. So essentially, it was my second date with a guy. Let's just call him, I don't know, let's not give him a name actually. I have a second date with a guy where things are going really, really well. So the first date, like solid makeout sesh, but hadn't slept with each other. And second date, it was a few days later and I was like, yeah, 100%, I want to sleep with this guy tonight. I shaved everything, felt like the dolphin, like I was sleep. <laughs> when you shave everything, when you're sitting on your shower floor shaving your toes and you're like, I better get something tonight, like even just like – Oh my god! When you're shaving the toes and you've had good makeouts, I get nervous. I'm like, what if they're into foot play? I have to be ready for that. <laughs> like, I think I actually think because one time my ex boyfriend. Side note: I always give you guys. I'm so self obsessed. I always have to interject with my stories. I was like, <laughs> one time my ex boyfriend came home and he was really drunk and he I didn't know he was coming over, and he came to my like balcony at like a Queensland. I knocked on the window, came in. Bit of sound effects there from Abby, and he came in and we had sex, but he sucked my toes for like. Half an hour before. And there isn't anything wrong with hair. Like, I'm pro-toe hair. But, like, sometimes you want to feel like dolphin toes. You know what I mean? You want to feel the confidence of your toes. And some people love sucking your toe. And I actually, A, obviously not shaming foot fetishes, obviously. But, B, I genuinely enjoy the feeling of getting my toes sucked. Have you had a toe suck limb? Yes, I have. I didn't like it. <gasps> Interesting. Wow, we're so different. <laughs> yes, we are. We are very different. Uh, are. But I have shaved my toe hairs yesterday. Yes, yesterday. <laughs> and also, I can never get down. I might need to get laser. Anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so she shaved. She's dolphin. She's slippering. And then when you moisturize after you shave, oh, God, you feel like a naughty little beluga whale. All right, let's go. What's next? I was ready, ready to go. Went out for dinner, watched a movie at his place, and then that night he's like, I'm not having sex with you. Like, I want to wait a bit longer. So I was like, oh, annoying. Like, I'm sleek, I'm smooth, I'm ready to go. But fair enough, happy to wait. You do, you've got your own boundaries, blah, blah, blah. So then woke up the next morning, and I should preface this by saying I had gone directly to his place from my work 
the night before. And I'd left my uniform and stuff at work so that I could just come in early the next morning, get changed and be good to go because he only lived like a 10 minute walk from my office. So I just wore a black dress and my friends had seen me leave in the black dress to go out. Anyway, next morning, wake up and I had a meeting at 8.30 and I knew I had to leave his by eight at the latest. So I had time to go in, get changed, be ready for my meeting, blah, blah, blah. Woke up, cuddles, lovely, made me breakfast, smoochy, smoochy, having the best of times. And then eight o'clock looked, oh, I should get up and get ready. And no, that's when things progressed very, very quickly. Like little makeout turned into insane sex. So good best I'd had in a very long time wonderful we're both really into it and I could tell he was just about to come and I was like oh I freaked out I was like don't come inside of me I was on the pill but I know I was just like don't come inside of me and he just like exploded all over me oh oh, so he didn't come inside her wait for it (laughs) all up my stomach all over my face hair whatever and that shit was thick it was like condensed milk like I just imagined a caramel tart full of cum Oh, you guys know I hate cum so much. Why would you do this to me, you sick fucks? I don't know what kind of super spam he has, but she was viscous AF. I actually can't. The thought of a condensed milk cum. Oh, my AF. God. Anyway, this is it's now 8.20. I'm like, i got to be at work in 10 minutes. I gotta, I've got a meeting. It's really important. It's with my boss, blah, 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 blah. So I literally slid through the shower. I was there one minute, like a second, in, out, done, washed, ran to work. And I was still in my black dress from the night before. So I walked into the meeting. I was like, don't ask me anything. I'm here. That's all that matters. Blah, blah, blah. So I thought, okay, cool. I've, I've made it here. No worries. Still thinking about like the crazy, crazy sexy time I just had a mere 15 minutes earlier. Anyway, Halfway through the meeting, I looked down and there in, nestled in between my bosom, this ginormous glob of condensed milk cum. Oh, sorry, I'm not even putting this on. I'm not even putting this on. Guys, I vomited everything. I vomited everything. And this is, this is towing the line. This is towing the line. This is fucked. Okay, because you know what? Because you know how sometimes you can't smell things till you see them? You imagine looking down at those those tatas and then you see the conde- the quote unquote condensed milk come. First of all, what? Don't love the description here, Dal. I can't have a caramel tart ever again. And then you'd smell it immediately. And it would be cold. <gasps> Is it half crusty? I think it's fresh. Uh, and because she's been running as well, so he's sweaty, mixing with sweat. Another reason why I don't date men anymore. I mean, Lem, God, you've really, you've really won. <laughs> just saying, hello. And it's kind of just popping out the top of my shirt. And I'm like, first of all, I did a little like, because that I can't hand it and handle it. And it just grosses me out. And it was a bit smeared and disgust, disgusting. Anyway, kind of subtly wiped it, got out of my meeting, went to the toilet, got changed. Wait, wait, subtly wiped it to where? Is it sitting on a conference seat somewhere? Where did you wipe it to and with what? With what? Is there a lump of condensed milk cum sitting on a conference seat somewhere? Has someone got their boardroom covered in the cum that is associated, synonymous with condensed milk? And just gave myself like a full toilet, bathroom, 
little wash with my the toilet paper and the paper towel water, water whatever I was feeling a lot better I put my hair up could go about the day and it was a Friday as well so everyone was a little bit chilled they're always they're all like what what happened last night and everyone I made was a up- bit chilled I love everyone's a bit chilled about the condensed milk come she's like on a Monday it wouldn't have no it doesn't fly on a Friday though condensed milk come Talk of the town. Tell my CEO about the condensed milk come on my titties. Insanely convoluted story just because I didn't want to be like, oh, I was fucking a guy and he condensed milk came all over me. But anyway. Babe, say it's vanilla slice. The fuck? Babe, I'm concerned about your lying skills when it comes to what the cum is. Condensed milk, shampoo, moisturizer. No one's going to say, I think it's cum. And then you go, no, they go, let's get it tested. No, just shampoo. No, I think it's I think it's calm. It's actually just condensed milk. I had a caramel tart this morning. They now know about it, so hey to you guys if you're listening. Um, anyway, day was going well. I was back in the zone, feeling good. Had a got a cute text from my morning flame to say he'd had a great time. Love it. Living my best life. Anyway, we all decide to go to the pub for lunch. So we're at the pub, sitting there having a drink, and my boss looks over and he says what's that white stuff in your hair? And I kid you not, my soul left my body. My soul just completely went in out into the South Bank Beach because we're at South Bank. <laughs> South Bank Beach. Babe, it's aioli. Oh, it's aioli. We've had aioli today. Oh, I just ate aioli this morning. It's aioli. It's aioli. It's moisturizer. Again, guys, like we don't have to tell the truth all the time. Like I love being honest, but sometimes it's best for your boss to not know there's cummies in your, in your hair. I think you should post on your Instagram all the lists of the foods that, that you we can can- <laughs> Aioli, lemon slice, vanilla slice, fucking ice cream, moisturizer, shampoo, conditioner, hair cr- Like, come on, guys. And I was like, I it's yogurt. And then I just ran down to the bathroom, looked, and there was this huge smear of condensed milk cum in my hair that I'd somehow missed, but because I'd put my hair up into a ponytail, it had just put it onto full display. So I'd been walking around the office with this big old glob of cum in my hair all day. Um, so I frantically washed it out, did the walk of shame back to my back to the lunch table. Babe. Oh. I'm glad you couldn't smell it though. I'm glad that it wasn't bothering you all day. I really want to see it. I want to see the condensed milk come. Are you still sleeping with this guy? Can you <laughs> can you ask his permission to send me a photo of the condensed milk come? Don't actually do that. I'm kidding. Please don't do that. <laughs> I vomit. Please don't do that. And have never lived it down. And since then, every time my boss sees my boyfriend. Oh, it's your boyfriend he- now. That's so cute. Oh, my God. Condensed milk come, man. We love him. He knows that it is indeed his cum that was in my hair. Um, I've never lived it down. But you know what? Great story to tell the grandkids. So, yeah. That's beautiful, babe. I love that. I love that it had a happy ending. I also loved that it was nightmare fuelish, but it wasn't about a man being awful, which makes me happy. You've given me hope on this day that I need it the most. I hope one day I come in to record the podcast and Lem says, is that condensed milk? <laughs> I really hope. Lem, I will know that it's semen. I'll be like, it's a vanilla slice. And you're like, no. And I'm like, it's a holy. Ah! You're like, no. It's definitely condensed milk. Come on your face. Well, that's beautiful, guys. I mean, shocking to say the least. Um, hey, exciting news. We have charity merch coming out. Um, side note, it'll be posted on my Instagram and the other Instagram. And so then, like, it's a limited number of items. It took 
forever to get them made. They were designed by the Indigenous artist Rachel Sara. We'll link her Instagram in the show notes. And all the proceeds are going to Jira. And, yeah, we'll link their Instagram as well. But I'll talk about it more when they're out, just a heads up. If you want to get yourself together, be prepared. It's really cute, really cool. That's pretty much it. Please email in your own nightmare fuels. It can be anything. It can be sex related. It can be dating related. It can be your boss related. It can be anything. I guess she had all of them in there. Her boss, dating, sex. She really hit all the marks. Email that to hello at itslotpodcast.com. And I'll talk to you all next week. Illy. Mwah.